What's poppin' everybody? Thanks for tuning in. It's yours truly, the one and only, Don Kamen, uh, Big Gator, Gator Love, Gold Chain Gator, Turtleneck Gator, Spiffy Gator, and uh, you're listening to The Swamp Life. And you know, before I get started, I just wanted to give a special shout out to my grandpa. I mentioned this on an episode in... December, I believe, but uh, he died two years ago, and his birthday is on Thursday, and it's cool that, you know, I have a podcast and everything's on public record, and like, 29 years from now, you know, I'll be able to listen to this and like, be in a completely different mental place and like, just listen to this and, you know, I think that'll be really cool, but anyways, I don't want to interrupt what I was saying. His birthday is on Thursday, and, you know, I just wanted to say happy birthday to him and say rest in peace. You know, uh, his death completely changed my life. Uh, He was my best friend, and, you know, it's still a process. Um, That's not something that just, like, that pain didn't just, like, go away. I don't know, I just adapted and lived with it now. It's, um, it's different, but at the same time, I'm way more of a positive person. I take a lot more pictures now. Uh, he didn't really take pictures before he died, and neither did I, and, uh, that's one of the things we used to talk about, um, but I'm breaking that mold, you know, so in closing for this shout out ended up being a lot longer than I anticipated just wanted to say I love you man and I miss you and uh, I'm gonna make you proud more proud than you were when you were alive I low-key should have put this at the end since it seems so sentimental but I wanted to put this in the beginning and get it out the way you know what I mean um, but let's get into the rest of the shit <laughs> I'm not sure where to get started this week. Um, I finally seen Black Panther. Uh, let's just go with that. You know, everybody was hyping it up on social media and everything. I seen all this black love and this, all these people posting exes, Wakanda forever, and all this shit. You feel me? So I was really hoping that the movie was good and everything. And when I finally seen it, you know, I wasn't let down like in the slightest. That shit was great nigga like I might go see that again it I think it it made me really like think about how they portray Africa like how America portrays Africa on commercials and everything like that and it just made me wonder what Africa really is like you know and if they're and this may sound like kind of dumb but like it makes me really wonder if there is, like, some country in Africa that's, like, really just thriving and, like, lit, like, providing and, like, self-sufficient, self-sustaining off their own products and economy and, like, everything like that, and they don't need to, like, distribute throughout the world and everything. Like, it just kind of makes me wonder if there there's places like that that America just doesn't want us to know about and be empowered by, you know? 
I mean, I know I'm on, like, conspiracy gator shit right now, but it was just a thought, man, because, like, the history that we learn in high school or middle school and everything like that, the world history and history that they teach you growing up all throughout school is not what you learn on your own, like, doing your own research and everything like that. You find so much different facts and it's just crazy like I mean I'm sure anyone who's listening to this knows this already but like the thing the things that they tell you in school is just ridiculous but we're not gonna that's too much off a tangent I'm sorry um like I was saying that movie was fucking good and I would definitely go see it again like my only discrepancy was like I feel like this may be a slightly hot take Everybody loved Michael B. Jordan in the movie. Like, I seen a bunch of MCM posts and thirsty-ass posts of Michael B. Jordan all over Twitter and social media and everything. But I feel like he was low-key overdoing it in the beginning of the movie. You feel me? I feel like his vernacular and his actions, he just... The way he was trying to talk and everything, he was just trying a little too hard to sound like he was from Oakland. You feel me? And I just... Eh. But I feel like it kind of evened out because in the towards the middle and his character really developed and it it really like he had a really good role in the movie. It was just in the beginning. I was just like, ah, expand your vocabulary a little bit, pimp. Like, I mean, just mix it up for me, you know? Uh, other than that, though, I feel like he did a really good job. One more thing I think is really cool about the Black Panther movie was, you know, little black kids now have a superhero that is the same skin complexion as them. And I think people underestimate how monumental that is that, you know, little kids are going to be running around saying, you know, I'm T'Challa. No, like, damn, I forgot Michael B. Jordan's character's name, but like, I'm in Baku or, you know, just all this African black excellence that these kids are going to be growing up with just naturally programmed in their mind and this black love that they're going to be having just naturally programmed in their mind I think is good you know seeing black people grow up and be kings rather than seeing niggas just shoot each other like this is just to go off on a tangent I mean this is weird but when I was young like I can remember this I wanted to get shot when I was a kid like I know how wild that sounds, but I wanted to get shot and just catch a bullet and I would, I'd like survive, you know what I mean? Like not die. Like, I know how, like saying this, I, I even feel like it sounds dumb to say, but like, and it was from watching movies and the TV and everything that I used to watch. Cause if you got shot and lived, they made you seem like you were the realest nigga alive. You know, when you came out the hospital, when you came home, you know, you got treated like royalty, you know what I mean? All the girls loved you, you know what I mean? And that's just what you seen when I was growing up. Like, the coolest niggas got shot. And it's crazy that, you know, kids growing up now are going to see, like I said, black men becoming kings and royalty, you know, saving the world, shit like that. Black people being ahead of the game, leading 
the world in science and shit like that, like, that's going to be such a monumental thing 20, 30 years from now. And I think that's crazy. But on to this Monique interview, you know, I finally seen it. I wasn't going to watch it initially because I felt like the points that she was going to make just weren't going to be valid, you know, and in a way, I feel like I was right. Some things I will say she made a point, though, you know, and I I don't want to for anybody who does listen to this. I don't want to get people. I don't want people to get me wrong. I 100% agree that Monique should have gotten more money from Netflix and the deal that Netflix offered her was high-key bullshit. You know, like, they offered her a $500,000 deal and they told her she couldn't tour or produce any more comedy content for the next two years, I believe. So, she would have only had to survive off $500,000 for the next two years, which is pretty wild, if you think about it. And... she's Monique, you know, she's a legend, so I I do feel like she deserves more than 500000 but at the same time, I don't feel like she deserves the same level of money as Amy Schumer, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, you know what I mean, but the point she kept bringing up, it just, it didn't make sense, you know, like, she would bring up forms of inequality that all women face, or she would try to compare it to the like the level of pay for example she would say how you know everyone knows that women of color aren't paid equally or they're paid less than even women like just regular white women everyone knows that already but in acting i feel like or for a stand-up comedian we all know that you're an individual contractor you feel me so each case is specific i would say based on the audience that you can bring in, based on your brand strength, you know? So, in her case, I don't feel like her brand is strong enough to warrant 10 million, 9 million, the 13 million, the money Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and Amy Schumer are getting. Now, where was I? I'm sorry, I'm lit. I don't feel like she should get that money. But, you know... Apparently, she went on tour and Netflix seen her sell out two clubs and get standing ovations. But my thing is, I haven't seen Monique on Instagram, Twitter, anything, YouTube, anything since, I guess, all of, I don't even know the name of that Christmas movie, but I guess she was in a Christmas movie in 2016 that did pretty well. But I can't recall Monique doing anything since Precious. So, I'm just going to go with that. I don't feel like Monique's been relevant since Precious. So, why is she selling out clubs? And, you know, I feel like her approach to this whole thing was wrong. You know, if you're selling out clubs and everything, cool. But continue to build your brand strength before you even go back to Netflix. You're selling out clubs, boom. Move up from clubs to doing, shit, I don't know, bigger clubs. Then do arenas. Then do stadiums. You know, like, I don't know if she can... She might not be able to fill up a stadium, but, you know, do arenas and then do bigger arenas. Do a, Build your own tour and then come back to Netflix like, hey, we've done 2,000 people. We've done 4,000 people. You know, we've done 6,000 people. We're constantly and consistently doing these venues. What's up? 
y'all know we can do more than 500,000 bring we y'all know we can bring y'all back more than 500,000 so we need more than that was popping I feel like that would be far more beneficial than her doing a media run complaining about and latching on to women's in women's inequality and latching on the women's empowerment movement that is happening now. You know what I mean? With the whole Me Too movement and everything, I feel like women are being extremely empowered and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Women definitely deserve more of the power in the industries that they're then they're getting. So yeah, like I'm saying, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just feel like she's latching on to that in order to give more merit and credit or more strength to her argument when in fact like Charlemagne said I feel like it's an individual case because when Tiffany Haddish goes on tour and wants to produce a Netflix special for example Netflix is definitely going to offer her the same money as Amy Schumer and Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock her relevance is fucking through the roof and she's been building her brand strength for the past year year and a half so there's no way Netflix isn't going to offer her the bag. That just wouldn't even make sense. You know what I mean? So that's why I feel like women or Monique, you know, constantly bringing up the women of color being paid less just doesn't equal up. And then she keeps bringing up the Wanda Sykes thing. When Wanda Sykes was offered a contract for a special way before the person who's in power now was even in power and if you have Netflix, you already can tell the difference over the past, I would say, few months of how much comedy specials they've been putting out over the past... Like, we can go over the past year, I would say. Like, the difference in comedy specials that they've been putting out, the frequency, you know what I mean? There's been a comedy special... There's been at least three comedy specials out a month over the past year, you know what I mean? So, you can definitely tell the difference is all I'm saying. And I, like I said, I completely agree with Charlemagne. And I don't like the way that Monique kept attacking him because it only made her look worse in my eyes because he stuck with his argument and she didn't, she didn't directly address the things he had to say other than the fact that she's a legend. That's all like, that's the only point that she kept making. And I don't think that's a good enough point because she isn't relevant right now. While I'm on no relevance and shit like that. I think it's crazy the things like niggas do for clout, you know, like uh for example, Famous Dex apparently got his chain snatched or stolen or whatever happened, you know, this weekend. And, you know, the dude who has his chain was just making videos on Instagram live saying what happened apparently, allegedly I'll say, and talking about how he was on the phone with Famous Dex's manager and they agreed to pay him 10k to get the chain back. And then the next video he was saying how he doesn't want the 10k anymore. He wants verses for him and his artists and he wanted to do shows and shit like that. And my thing is, you know, what do you get from taking another nigga's chain? Like seriously. Like I get that that nigga's in a gang, you feel me? And he wants to, I mean, I, you know, I mean, it, it adds some gangster to your, your rep, you know, I done took such and such as chain. Like, I, I understand it. Like, you know what I mean? I I follow hip hop, you know what I mean? I've been around niggas and shit. Like, I understand the logic behind taking a nigga's chain, but 
where does this come from? Like, that nigga's getting money. Why don't you want to get your own money? Like, just, there's, that's my punchline. That nigga's getting money. Why doesn't that motivate you to get your own money? Why does that motivate you to, like, I'm going to snatch that nigga's money? Because, like, his, like, so that nigga was saying, you know, I seen him after his performance. I pressed him up against the wall, snatched his chain. I was going to snatch his watch, too, but then he ran away to the elevator with two chains and somebody else. And then I let two chains in him slide because, you know, two chains is cool. And I was just like, in my mind, like, I'm thinking, why would you, why would Dex have to call in and, like, check in in L.A.? I've only seen, like, I don't follow Famous Dex like that. You know what I mean? I don't really know too much about Famous Dex. But that nigga's in L.A. all the time. That nigga's recording in L.A. all the time. Why would you choose now to just now rob that nigga or, like, tell him he needs to check in and shit like that? Like, you wanted the clout from his, like, you know what I mean? He got a new single out. Not a new single out, but his single's been popping out. You know what I mean? Out here in these streets, and he has a buzz now, so you want to take his chain now. But, like, niggas is going to talk about the guy who robbed. I don't even know this nigga's name, for one. I don't even know what set of crip he was from for two. So again, I don't understand the purpose of what he robbed him for. Cause like, yeah, you're a crip. That's cool. But I don't know if famous Dex is a blood from the shit I know about famous Dex. He's not, if, if he is a blood, he's not repping it strong enough for you to get street cred for robbing this nigga. So like, what are we looking to gain from it? And if it was monetary value, I feel like he completely fucked it up when he started making the Instagram live videos and letting other niggas have photo shoots in Famous Dex's chain. And by the way, I feel like the niggas who are taking photo shoots in Famous Dex's chain are lame as fuck. Like, they gain absolutely nothing from that. Like, literally, absolutely nothing. I don't like. I don't even. Like they ain't nothing from that. I don't even have anything else. That, that just that, that's just lame as fuck. I don't like. I don't even know what part of that feels cool to them. Like, I could see if they were maybe like nine. Like if they were like under thirteen. You feel me? And they were like, oh, you got a new chain. Let me see. You know what I mean? And like you know what I mean. One of their older homies. Or someone was walking around the hood with the chain. Let me see. Let me take a picture with it. You feel me? Because that makes sense. But, like, they low-key looked my age. And it's just like, bruh, what are y'all doing? Like, just just flat out, what are y'all doing? Like, I just, like I said, man, I just feel like there's enough money to where niggas don't have to rob anybody. Like, if you've seen him lacking, tell him he needs new security. Like, yo, you out here, you need better security. I'm from whatever, whatever crib, and I could have snatched your shit just now, bruh. But, you feel me? I'm going to take this as a business opportunity. I got my own security team. Call me when you're in the city, pimp, and we're going to look after you. Make sure this, don't, this kind of shit can never happen to you. And then, boom, then you got residual income coming in. Then you got that 10K that you was threatening him for. You feel me? Like... Niggas don't be thinking with a business mind. Like, if he robs him, makes these videos, 
like I said, you get this clout for these few days on Instagram. Like, I'm going to talk about it. A few other people going to talk about it, of course. And then you're going to go away. Dex is going to buy a new chain. He's going to do some more shows. He's going to put out some more music. That's going to be the end of this. <laughs> like, and life moves on. <laughs> I just don't. That part of it doesn't really make sense to me, you know, like. And then, you know, I'm not sure if. <laughs> I'm not sure if y'all have seen UFC Youngboy and his girl fighting in the hallway, but. <sighs> that didn't even make no sense. They tried to say that that was play fighting. So, before I seen the video, you know, I assumed. It was going to be some light, you know what I mean? Some kind of just light play fight, you know what I mean? Maybe he punched her in the arm or something too hard. You know, I just got out of a relationship, you know what I mean? Everybody's been in a thing play fighting with a girl, you know what I mean? You might have slammed her on the bed or something. I'm assuming it's something like that, you know? Nigga, they're in the hallway, and she's, like, laying on the floor, and then... I don't know why she's laying on the floor for one, but then she just like springs up and starts pushing him away. And like, you can tell they're like yelling and arguing or whatever. And then I feel like he's trying to grab her and pull her into the room. And like, we not doing this bullshit in the hallway kind of situation. You feel me? Like, and pull her towards the hallway. And she's like, nah, fuck that. We doing this right here. What the fuck were you doing? Kind of, you know what I mean? And so he's trying to pull her harder than a motherfucker toward the room. And then she's trying to pull back really fucking hard. And so he like snatches her jacket off or her shirt. It's like a sweater. Let's go with sweater. And he snatched the shit out of her sweater off. And then like, it's like, it looks like she hits him. And then like, you could tell she knew she fucked up or he said something because she like, she got so motherfucking scared right after that, like, because she hit him, and then, like, they low-key went right around the corner, and then, like, she was pulling away, and then he looked like he was going uppercut the shit out of her, but she was, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. She was, like, bent over with her hands out, like, please don't hit me, like, kind of thing. It just looked, it looked kind of terrifying. Like, she looked terrified. Let me just put it that way. It looked like a familiar situation that she's been in and then she didn't want to get hit again. Like, that's exactly how it seemed. Like, it didn't look like this was their first time. It didn't look like this was their first trip around the block. And I get her getting on Instagram and saying they were just play fighting and everything so she, so he doesn't have to go to jail for years or, you know, there's no added time to his other cases or anything like that. You know, he has four kids. So I, I'm assuming she's trying to hold it down and make sure he gets to see his kids. I don't know his situation with his kids. So I don't I don't know anything like that. But I feel like it would be far better to own the situation than to just put out a lie and have everyone disprove and just easily discredit the video and then start making a song about it. You know, like why add more this is ties into what I was just saying. The things people do for clout, like you're already dating a famous rapper. Why do you want to rap and try to be famous too? Like 
I mean, I understand you trying to make your own bag. That's that's a given, but I just there's better ways, man. That's all I'm saying. I just feel like there's some, not even better ways. There's smarter ways to do the things that people want to do without making themselves without harm, harming the things that they want to do. Like it's just that simple. You want to secure a bag. You want to not get him in jail. Why y'all gotta fight in the hallway? <laughs> like build a brand, have him wear the brand. Like it's just, there's just a lot easier things that they can do. You know what I mean? You already got a following just because you're his girl. You're at his shows. You got, I'm sure, a couple thousand followers. You could do a makeup line or some hair shit or something to secure a bag. You don't gotta rap. You know what I mean? Because you're not a good rapper. <laughs> like I'm gonna just let her know that right now. That rap was trash. That 30-second clip that was put out of her making that song was horrible. I wouldn't put it out if I was her. I wouldn't want my name tied to that if I was him. So I would tell her not to put it out if I was him, goddamn. But uh, I just think it hurts his image. And it's I was a little shocked that he's not on the um, XXL freshman cover or running for the XXL freshman I'm not sure if this is the actual list or if these are just the people that are in contention. So it's T Grizzly, Trippy Red, Famous Dex, Rich the Kid, Smoke Perp, uh, Ski Master Slum God, 6ix9ine, YBN Namir, and Lil Pump. I feel like T Grizzly should have been on last year. Like, I have no idea why he. So I don't even think XXL is like a big deal anymore. I wouldn't care to be on XXL freshman's list. Like, I don't see what that does for anyone's career at this point anymore, you know. But I think T Grizzly should have been on last year for sure. I think Trippy Red deserves to be on. And then Lil Pump definitely deserves to be on. 6ix9ine, I would I would say, yeah, he deserves to be on too. And then Slum God, yes, Perk, yeah. But Famous Dex and Rich the Kid have been rapping for fucking years. And I feel like they've been decently relevant for years. So I don't. it doesn't even make sense, like, listening to to put them in, you know, with the underground or with um, the XXL. Like, putting their name next to freshmen doesn't even make sense when I feel like they've been putting out music since I've been in high school. Like, I feel like they've been known since I was in high school. Like... And I graduated in 2013. Oh my god, it's 2018. Fuck. But I feel like they've been... Like, they were freshmen maybe 2012, 2000... You could have put them as freshmen sometime between 2012, 2014. I wouldn't have been mad. I would have completely accepted that. But I feel like putting them as freshmen right now just... You know, that doesn't really make sense to me personally. And, uh, you know... Like I was saying, what does that even do for their careers anymore? You know, they do the XXL. Oh, I guess they do a show and then, you know, they do the cypher. But are there people that like I feel like XXL's crowd is just like Complex's crowd. So like everyone is already aware of these artists that is aware of XXL. So they're not adding any recognition to these people. So there's no... Unless there's, like, a lot of monetary gain, I wouldn't give a fuck to be on XXL's cover, you know? But 
I think Tory Lanez was on the cover, and uh, he has a new album coming out. So I hope that's a good album because that last album, it was okay, but it had too many skits. I think everybody, I, I feel like the consensus for Tory, like there was a clear, unanimous consensus on Tory's album. It was a decent album, but there was just too many skits and too many, just too many skits. He had 14 songs and 14 skits. I liked the idea behind what he was trying to do, but separating them each by a track, it just, it just didn't work. I mean, you know, I like having something, I like being able to play albums straight through, all the way through. I think that's one of the things that makes an album a good album. That's like a requirement for me to make an album a great album, like being able to play from start to finish you know what I mean so in saying that him adding all those 14 skits in order to make the sequencing of the album just fluent I like the idea but the execution just wasn't there for me you know what I mean so I'm hoping on this album not that I'm some big Tory Lanez fan but you know I think he puts out decent music so I'm hoping with this album it's a little bit better you know and I don't think it's too hard for him to do that like, <laughs> as long as he doesn't put the skits, I feel like he'll be putting out a decent album, and that's all we can ask for. So, one of the things I wanted to address was, I don't like to address shit that I don't like, but only because, you know, I feel like society gives too much attention to things that they don't like, but then at the same time, people will complain at the fact that things that they don't like are relevant and around. But if people don't talk about it and don't give any light to the things that they don't like, it'll go away. So that's the same thing I try to do and apply to my life. You know, that's why I don't talk about like shit like Takashi 69 doing the shit he was out there doing in LA, for example, like, or all of the shenanigans that Donald Trump has done in America. For, like, you know, just because I feel like that shit's stupid and there's nothing for me to gain from it, for example, so why would I discuss it? There's no knowledge to be learned, there's just nothing for me there in that space, so what's the purpose, you feel me? But I just feel like I had to discuss Trump saying he would have ran in there without a gun, that for the school shooting, I'm sorry, I hate when I fucking stutter while I record he uh, said he would have ran in that school shooting even without a gun. He would have tried to do something, you know. And I'm just thinking, like, first off, let's just address the fact that you're not running nowhere, my nigga. <laughs> you're old and fat. Like, you have a KFC on your plane. You're not running anywhere. Two, you avoided four drafts. What the fuck did you plan on doing if you were to come face to face with the shooter? get shot like what what was the plan like what what is more trippy about the situation is there's more deputy there were more deputies there armed deputies there that didn't do anything about it you know like i i, I don't want to sound too much like a conspiracy theorist but that almost makes them sound like crisis act that almost makes the situation and these people seem more like crisis actors because like 
I've been in a situation where a person was on my campus and, you know, the whole school went on lockdown. Cops came and arrested the guy. I don't know if he had a weapon or what. And, you know, he was a strange man on campus. This is when I was in high school in Georgia. He came and got arrested. So, I feel like it spreads pretty... The assessment of a situation is supposed to spread pretty quickly. They're supposed to, you know, explore the campus, assess the situation, determine what needs to be done. What, like... You know, now that more time has passed and you realize that there are more people that didn't help, I'm just confused on what the fuck was happening. Like, because even when the school went on lockdown and everything, we heard that there was a guy on campus. Teachers heard that there was a guy on campus. Everyone heard that there was one person on campus. And even with the shots being fired and everything, I'm sure everyone around this, like, school was hearing these shots. So, how do, like... What were they doing? Like, you know, I was talking to a teacher about this. And, you know, I was asking him what's the protocol and everything. Like, do you feel like something like this can happen at your school? And, you know, he said, yeah, there's no metal detectors or anything at our school in the area. And something like this can happen anywhere. Simply because the security levels are so much different compared to the East Coast, for example, Um, The teacher I was talking to, he went to school on the East Coast. And just, I know from experience going to school in Georgia, you know, everything he described is exactly what I experienced. When you go to school, you walk through a metal detector. They put your backpack through a similar thing like they do at the airport. And they check that shit real quick. There's no, it's rare that there's school shootings in the hood. And that's why. I mean, it sounds simple and I feel like it's because it is, you know. A lot of, like, at the same time, though, a lot of these things do have to do with mental illness and, you know, just a person's living situation and all the adversity that they face outside of being in class. But at the same time, I feel like that's not an excuse to kill 17 people or kill, come to your school and kill anyone, in all honesty. Like, I don't feel like that person has an excuse for those behaviors. Now, as for Trump saying that teachers should be armed with weapons, that just that was just blasphemous. Like he said, ten to twenty percent of teachers are adequate with handling a weapon. Like, you know, when he this is the main like this is the main reason I don't address the shit that he says because it's so stupid. Like, I honestly feel like maybe one to two percent of teachers can handle a weapon. And I'd feel comfortable knowing that they have a gun in their drawer during class and everything like that. You know what I mean? I'd be extremely uncomfortable knowing a teacher had a gun in their desk. I'd, well, most teachers had a gun in their desk being a a young black male that knows how to use his words. Oh my fucking goodness. I'd be terrified. Like, this is the scenario right here teacher in high school kicks you out of class or tries to flex their power somehow you know what I mean we I don't know if I've been in a situation where a teacher tries to flex their power you know what I mean everyone in the class is talking but the teacher picks out that one student that they want to make an example out of and you know what I mean kick them out and make them look dumb or something like that but you know like I said being a young black male that knows how to use his words I'm not the one for that and I was never the one for that in high school so 
if a teacher ever tried that, I had shit to say back, and I always did, so it wouldn't have worked out that well. Now, imagine this right here. Teachers have weapons, and this is going to be the exact sentence used when the teacher shoots a student. I felt threatened by the student's behavior, so I felt as if I had no other choice but to fire my weapon. Like... That, they might use that word for word. I felt threatened because the student was approaching me too quickly and I thought I had no other choice but to fire my weapon. I told him to stop. I asked him to go back to his seat. He wouldn't stop. I didn't know what else I could do. And that teacher's going to get a paid leave, a paid leave of absence. I mean, all right, all I said was paid leave. So yeah, paid leave of absence, a couple weeks, maybe a month or so, and that teacher will be right back next semester teaching math or doing whatever the fuck they were teaching again and that kid will be dead like I don't think there's a specific answer for you know lowering like or I don't think there's a specific answer to stopping these crimes from happening school shooting wise but I do think they can make it harder for people to get assault rifles and things like that. And I don't see the problem that gun owners and gun lovers have with making it a little bit harder to obtain an assault rifle. And I don't think taking away people's guns are the answer either, because at the end of the day, what does that solve? And it's that's unrealistic, and it'll never happen, because it's going to take how many years realistically for everyone to turn in their weapon and then everyone wouldn't turn in their weapon because someone would there's going to be for sure people to hold back their weapons just so they're in positions of power if something was to ever happen that's why some people that's some people's logic behind stockpiling their weapons now apocalypses or whatever happens you know that's some of their logics behind having a gun in the first place so I don't think they'll turn their guns in but I don't have a gun now, so I don't necessarily think a person needs a gun. I feel like if I was to own a gun, that I would use a gun. So I think it's best that I don't have a gun right now. Because, I mean, I've had a gun pulled out on me, and, you know, I've had to slap it out my chest. But if I was to own a gun at that time, I would have used it. So I think it is best that I don't have one right now. You know what I mean? topics that I wanted to address like Laker fans Aaron Justice talk to me bro how y'all letting Lonzo lose to Bow Wow in a shooting contest like y'all let Lonzo lose to Shad Moss in a shooting contest I don't give a damn that Lonzo is a fucking rapper he is a fucking basketball player first and he needs to act like it how is he losing to Shad Moss in a shooting contest? That's unacceptable. Unacceptable, bro. I don't care if he beat him two times after that. He shouldn't lose one time. He should not lose one time. Damn it. And then the Thunder lost to the Warriors. And, you know, I'm not as upset about that whole game as I am upset about the Zaza Pachulia falling situation now 
I will acknowledge Nick Young hit him in the leg. But hey, you're a professional athlete, right? You're a professional basketball player, not even just a professional athlete. You fall all the time. You know where you're supposed to fall on your body. You know how to fall on people's body. You know how to fall to not hurt yourself. You know the positions to put yourself in. How is it that Nick Young taps the back of his leg and Zaza Pachulia just dives on Russell Westbrook? Like, just dives on his knees and ankle. Like, falls completely forward, turns his body, and makes his whole torso land on his legs. How, like... And then the NBA, they didn't even release a statement. They just didn't... They just didn't find him or suspend him at all. And I don't... How many players need to deem the act egregious before someone says, yeah, you're right, but, like, we could have did something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or what needs to happen before the NBA does something? Like, if Russ was to get up and just fire on the singer, that would have been wrong, though, right? Or if, like, Steven Adams was to come out of nowhere and clothesline him, then they would have said that was a problem. So, like, how is it not a problem for him to dive on his knees slash ankles and potentially damage his career like I mean because it's not so obvious if I mean I guess it's not obvious to a casual fan but I mean if you watch basketball and understand basketball in the slightest I feel like you can completely tell that was an intentional thing you know an intentional almost an intentional injury or intentional attempt to injure him you know like I don't give a fuck. And then somebody said, you know, his head's too big for him to, you know, try to pull back and stop. And I don't give a fuck how big his head is. He could have fell over Russ. And, you know, he didn't even try to put his hands down in order to prevent himself from falling with such an impact on Russ's body. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, and I know him and Russ have, like, a slight, you know, history of some disagreements and shit like that. But, like, and I feel like that only aids to the fact that it was an intentional thing. And not even just him and Russ. Zaza has a fucking reputation of being like this on the Warriors, on the Mavs, on the Hawks. He's always been a nuisance. That's all he's been known for. That's all he's ever been good at is being annoying. And a role player who goes out there and gets hard fouls. That's all he's known for and that's all he's good at. But my thing is, we need somebody on the Thunder, man. We need a goon. Like, there's no way that should be happening to us. And then somebody like Kendrick Perkins, like, this is what I'm, I miss Kendrick. Like, you know, this was Kendrick Perkins' role when we were a younger team. And then, God, my heart hurts thinking about it. When we had KD, James Harden, and Russ, and Serge. Damn, damn, damn. Kendrick Perkins was the OG veteran and he would have made sure he would have made goddamn sure nobody came over there and knocked Russ down like that and he would have made sure somebody did some some sort of hard foul or something to get back at Steph or Clay or somebody on the other team to let them know like we're not playing those kind of games tonight and I think that's exactly what somebody needs to do from the Thunder like it it can be Steven Adams for sure but I don't want him to miss a game so I think it needs to be I'm feeling like Jeremy Grant, 
it needs to be Alex Brinas. He need to come in and just set a tone. Yeah, I like that. Because we don't got Andre Robertson right now. So it needs to be Alex Abrinas come in, get a hard foul, and then score some buckets on these niggas at the same time. That'll really set a nice tone because he has a nice offensive game, but his defense is a little iffy. So if he comes in, sets a hard foul, change the tempo of the game, that can really do something, I think. But I still think the Warriors don't want to see us in the playoffs. I know I'm bias of course but I think if the Warriors played the Thunder in the playoffs it's gonna go to a seven game series and if <laughs> I that was gonna sound stupid the Warriors are definitely gonna have home court advantage so just disregard that but I think you know the Warriors could lose you know we, we beat them twice in a very convincingly fashion this season already, so I think we could do it four times this season in the playoffs. And you know what? That's all I got this week. If you disagree with what I had to say, let me know, pimp. Tweet me. DM me on Twitter. Or on Instagram. I meant to say Instagram. That's why I said it like that. My shit's I am Gator. Uh, add me on Snapchat. Uh, Travell. T-R-E-V-E-L-L. And, um... Yeah, man, y'all have a good week. Uh, I will be back next Tuesday. Talk to y'all later, man. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out.